you have to demonstrate, you know, your growth and your learning and your success in your job and, you know, reaching that next level um, to get there. Welcome to Talking Points, the podcast powered by the Planck Center for aspiring and up-and-coming communications professionals. We're your hosts, Sunny Franks-Miller, Andrew Cook, and Carolyn Locke. We'll be bringing you exclusive conversations with both emerging and seasoned professionals to talk about various topics associated with our Planck Center resource guides, which are available for free on the Planck Center website, by the way. From mentorship to workplace confidence to making big moves, you'll hear it all from the brightest minds in the field. This season is tied to the theme of making the next big move. In the upcoming episodes, we'll talk about what happens when you're going for that next big promotion, looking to grow within your current role, or deciding that it's time to leave for the next great opportunity. So join us every week as we shine a light on the new voices in our field, learn from industry experts, and talk about the future we aim to build together. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Plank Center's podcast, Talking Points, where your hosts, Carolyn Locke and Sunny Franks-Miller. Today, we're going to be speaking to Molly McKenna about the big promotion. As you know, this season, we're focusing on all of the ways that you can move in your career, making that next big move. And one of those big moves that you can make, and maybe one of the most exciting ones, is the big promotion. If you've been excelling in your current role and are ready for more responsibility, a promotion could be on the horizon. Um, And it's exciting because they validate all of your hard work at your current company and show that your team really values your contributions. So without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Molly, Senior Director of Brand Communications at McDonald's. Molly, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And this is an awesome topic that I love talking about. So really, really glad to be here. We appreciate it. So to kick things off, why don't you give us a little bit of background on your career, walk us through it, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so uh, I feel like it's hard to do in a short amount of time, but essentially I started at McDonald's as an intern. I had just graduated from college. I went to Marquette University, and believe it or not, I got my first cell phone right after graduation, so that tells you how old I am, but also (laughs) puts it a little perspective of maybe... Um, how things have changed in a short 20-year period. Um, But I was looking for a job and I was looking for a real job and, um, you know, was striking out. I went to all these different, send my resume a thousand places. And, um, you know, I happened to be sitting home and my dad got a call from someone at McDonald's that he just knew as a friend. And um, I said, hey, could you just ask, would they, you know, do they have any jobs? (laughs) And, um, so uh, this friend of my dad's agreed to meet with me, and um, he worked in a different department at McDonald's. And, you know, I, I came in and I had, you know, portfolio and, you know, all these things and really kind of showed my passion. He said, you know what, I'll put you in touch to have an informational interview um, with someone. And uh, the chief communications officer at the time was an alumni of Marquette where I went. So he was willing to, to take that meeting and, you know, sometimes leveraging your network and where you go to school can be a helpful thing. Um, but met with him and, you know, he said, you know what, we don't have any uh, full-time jobs for people right out of school, but we are launching some pretty big programs and we could use some extra help. Would you want to be our intern? I was like, intern? I'm a college graduate. You know, I'm ready for a real job. Um, I want to get paid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I want to move downtown and get my own apartment. And um, But anyway, uh, I thought about it and it agreed that getting the experience would be incredible and 
Um, I, I joined and about 10 months later, um, my internship just kept extending and I was able to kind of prove myself and demonstrate the, the value I was adding. And I was um, hired on full time um, about 10 months later. And then I have worked in many different roles across the company. I've always been in communications, but I've worked on the global side in the U.S. business. I did a short stint in one of our uh, regions. Um, and, and, you know, we've gone through many different turnarounds and changes. And so I almost feel like I've worked for three or four different companies. Um, but now I lead our brand communications team, um, and it's been a great ride. So really, um, been a great career so far. That's awesome. So like looking back at your work experience, you know, you've gone through a good number of promotions at McDonald's. You mentioned you started as an intern, gone to like PR manager, all the way up to now senior director of global brand communications. But was there one promotion that you think defined your career? Yeah, it's a really, really good question. I think um, one of the promotions that defined my career it was actually interesting because um, we had gone through a complete restructure and um, we had new leadership that were kind of brought in to kind of shake things up and, um, you know, turn around the business and, um, you know, our communications team. And there was a lot of passion in this one area for these leaders, and they really wanted to focus in this one area. And so I really wanted to go to that area because I felt like that was going to be all the attention and that was, you know, where the visibility was going to be and where all the work was going to be. And I didn't get put on that team. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard because I thought, you know, I'm forgotten. They don't really want me on the good team. Um, <laughs> but instead, um, I was put on what they didn't know was really critical work. And maybe what people that were new at the company didn't realize was actually the work that kept the business going and was really vital. And what was interesting was um, I was put into a role where um, I essentially had to kind of lead things completely. And because all the attention was in this other area, it really allowed me to really take the reins and lead this team. And I was really able to demonstrate value. And I think after a certain amount of time, um, those, those leaders really saw, oh, wow, we actually need to pay attention to this. And Molly's doing a great job. And it actually opened the door uh, for other things. So I think sometimes when you come into those times when maybe you're disappointed, sometimes it's actually a blessing in disguise and kind of put, puts you in a path towards another direction. So yeah. that to me was definitely a defining moment. Yeah, everything happens really for a reason. To the idea of like growing where you're planted, you know, I think that yeah. making the most of whatever opportunity and I, I'm sure many of us who have been out in the field for a while can agree it is often the less glamorous roles that are actually the you know potentially most vital and sometimes most interesting because some industries that you might not think of as being like flashy are much more creative work because they are not inherently flashy yeah i think that's such a good point and and so true I actually um, have another question just going off of that, but, you know, I haven't gone through a promotion myself. It's just been about two years since I've been in the industry. So it's great hearing from someone who's been in the industry for so long, but how does, um, how do you stay a little bit motivated when you feel like you have been working in a role for so long, but you feel like you're not getting that recognition or you're not getting that promotion and everyone's saying, just wait, just wait, maybe like business, um, the business is, you know, on hold in terms of like financial issues and such like that. So, you know, how, what would you recommend to someone who's maybe struggling with that a little bit? 
Yeah, I think I think it's a really good question. And it's something I've struggled with many times in my career, you know, at a place like McDonald's, there's only, you know, so many promotions you get, you know, go like seven or eight years without a promotion. Mm -hmm. And that can be like, oh, man, Um, I think, you know, for me, what I've always done is tried to you know, almost make a list of like, well, what are all the good things that I'm liking about this job? I might not have the promotion, but like, I have a great boss or I'm allowed to travel to cool places or I'm doing really great work. Um, and and usually if those things are on the higher side, sometimes you can have that patience to to wait a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's, it certainly um, is hard. I think it is really important to advocate for yourself, though, and be able to have those real conversations. I think, you know, you're you're in control of your destiny to some extent. And so I think being having a real direct conversation with your boss and saying, you know, here are all, here are all the accomplishments I've done. And I actually think I'm operating at this level. I think, um, you know, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice. Every time I've gotten promotion, I, you, you've, you've got to be doing the job ahead of you before you get it. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of seen as a natural shoe in for the role. I think too many people think, well, I've been working hard and doing a good job. I should get promoted. But really, it's it's less about you personally. And it's, you know, can you do that role and are you doing it well? So um, I think being an advocate with your boss and demonstrating, you know, what you're doing, um, but also really thinking about and asking yourself those questions. Am I you know, when I look at the next level up, is that, am I operating like that? Do people look at me as that next role? And, you know, sometimes those things can kind of help you propel to that next level. Yeah. And on the same note of being an advocate for yourself, sometimes I think you have to take a little bit of the reins and seek out your next promotion, right? Like they might not think of you right away for it. How do you go about really owning your career path and finding the next role. Do you have any tips in that space? Yeah, I think you definitely have to put yourself out there. And I think, you know, you might put yourself out for a role that you're not ready for. Um, and that's okay. But it's then, you know, then maybe down the line in six months when another role comes open, the person you had that conversation with said, oh yeah, you know, I remember talking to her or him and they, you know, really demonstrated, um, they are interested in this area. And I think that they'd be a great fit. So um, that advocacy is really good. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you got to think of it as like the journey. I think people always want kind of that immediate, like, okay, now I'm ready for the next role. And sometimes you really got to have that long game in mind, which can be hard. Um, But yeah, being clear on like what you're looking to do, what can I keep doing, um, you know, to grow, where are areas that you see that I need to, you know, get experience in to be able to move to the next level? So being that self-advocate is, is key. For sure. And then we know that you've been working at McDonald's, you know, most of your entire career. And it's sometimes very rare to come across someone who's, you know, so passionate about the company that they're working for. You know, we're seeing a lot of turnover in terms of like agencies and even on the corporate side. But for you, you've been there for over 20 years, like you mentioned. So what made you stay at McDonald's as long as you have? And what is it like working for for one brand for so long? Yeah, I mean, first, I think you have to have passion for whatever, you know, you're doing. McDonald's, I like to say we have ketchup in our veins. So, you know, I have, I have a lot of passion for McDonald's and um, I love being able to really see in touch my, you know, see, see the work we do out in the marketplace, you know, so um, definitely have the passion. 
Um, I think McDonald's for me has been a place where I am constantly challenged. And I think anytime, you know, I've been in that rut or feeling frustrated or feeling like you're not recognized for your work or not ready for that promotion, something always has changed or given me a new challenge. Um, and the people, of course, um, at McDonald's are great. Um, and, and the other thing I would say is just, um, you know, having been at McDonald's 22 years, there are still things that I learn I'm asked about that I don't know. So the fact that like there's still so much to learn or not have background on to me is really fascinating with just um, always being able to take on a new challenge, learn something new, meet a new person, uh, I think is what really keeps me here. Yeah, I think that's a really great mindset to have, especially we were actually talking before you hopped on that. Some people who stay at um, companies for so long, they get stuck in their old ways or maybe not. They're really stubborn to like um, to, to new um, traditions or the new, the new generation and such. But I think viewing your job as like a new challenge every day, there's new people to meet every day. I think that kind of keeps the excitement going. And I think for that's sure. something that's so inherent to our industry. Like, you know, public relations as a field is constantly evolving. We are constantly having to tackle new technology. Media is changing so quickly. Carolyn was just telling me about um, the first podcast held in the metaverse. Um, just oh, wow. So <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, there's so much going on in our industry. So it is constantly challenging, but it's about finding an environment that is going to, you know, support that. I guess. Mm -hmm. but yeah. And I mean, that's what I think is so exciting about the generation, your generation that are new in, in your careers. You are at the forefront of all this new technology and ways of communicating. And, you know, what doesn't change in the world of public relations is the, the need to connect with people and tell stories and, um, you know, shape perceptions. But what you guys really bring to the table is just understanding the best new ways to do that. So I think that's a really powerful, um, powerful thing that I think a lot of companies would really value in, in having people like you guys on the team. Thank you. Totally. I'm sure everyone is very pleased to hear that in our listeners. <laughs> um, speaking of, what is a piece of advice that you would give to our listeners, some emerging leaders out there, or even students looking to make themselves stand out in their upcoming promotion cycles? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, a little of what I touched on where you're really demonstrating, you're setting yourself apart from your peers and you're really demonstrating that you're already, you're already doing that job, right? So there should be no question of who gets this because like, I'm ready, put me in coach. Um, so I think, you know, um, I think that is the best piece of advice I could give, like setting, um, doing more than what your job is right now to demonstrate your ability to take on more and, you know, take on that capacity. I've always really tried to think about, you know, whoever my boss is, like, how can I be their number two? How can I make their life easier? How can I make myself just indispensable with them because I am helping them? Um, I think often, you know, I see sometimes, oh, that's not my job. So, um, you know, this person can do it. And I think, you know, one of the things that's helped me in my career is just always being helpful and resourceful or um, going the extra mile. And therefore people want you on their team and people then can't live without you. And then, you know, they want to promote you because they want to keep you. Um, so I think those things are, I would say, really important. Got to go beyond the job description <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And it, it's hard. I mean, you know, sometimes when you're just starting out, you're doing a lot of mm -hmm. work and it can be long hours and 
um, you know, it, it's, it's hard, but I think, um, you know, being able to demonstrate that, I think, you know, I'll be honest, one thing I see, I think, you know, some people, some, um, you know, emerging people are just kind of expect they want to climb the ladder really quick and they're ready to be the next VP. And, um, you know, I think that's obviously great and ambitious, but I think you have to demonstrate, you know, your growth and your learning and your success in your job and, you know, reaching that next level um, to get there. Totally. I feel like the, some of my friends that I have in the industry that are our age, you know, they do have that, you know, they, we want the immediate next role, especially like coming out of college. It's like you, you have this very specific plan, like you're a freshman and you're a sophomore and you feel like you're getting promoted or, or in your, um, in that kind of school academic life. But then when you get to um, the job, it's like you're waiting and waiting. And sometimes it feels like you're waiting forever and there's no patience. I also feel like it's because we do live in a social media era and it's like that instant gratification that we're always looking for. Um, but I think it is important to make sure that we remind ourselves that it is it is a long game. We have to be patient and the right opportunity will come when when it's ready. So <laughs> I cannot yeah. tell you how many conversations I had with managers, mentors, just being like, I, I'm ready. Like, why why can't they see? Um, and I look back on that time and I'm just like, oh, I was kind of ready, but I was way more ready when it actually came. Um, and I'm yeah. glad for it. And I think that it's it's really tough to balance that that ambition. And you're so right, Carolyn. I really do blame our school systems for like, you know, <laughs> starting in pre-k you're like okay the kindergartners are out like I get to sit at a big kid desk now like and you just keep moving up and when the seniors leave like you become in charge of the school newspaper Mm -hmm. or whatever and you're just on every year I should be getting a promotion right and then you graduate you're like I should wait three years I (laughs) um and that was really really hard for me personally yeah yeah. for sure For sure. And I think what you brought up, Carolyn, too, about just like sometimes the comparing, you know, or you have friends in other industries and they're like, you know, rising the ranks. And, um, you know, I always say, you know, well, I'm in meetings talking about Grimace's birthday or the Grimace shake. So, you know, I really love what I do. And so it's, you know, it's all it's all the choice. Right. Of um, sure. There's places you can go and, you know, rise faster. But you really got to think about your whole like what makes you happy and what's kind of the holistic plan in the long game yeah totally my husband and sister-in-law were obsessed with the grimace birthday stuff they were like sending each other memes non-stop oh we God. went to mcdonald's over... multiple times i love it time. took Great. over my tiktok feed it was <laughs> insane all the creepy stuff people were doing on there <laughs> it was uh no, no, nothing we ever could have predicted <laughs> every day is an adventure like we said something yeah new. <laughs> Speaking of, we have some rapid fire questions for you. Um, All right. So, Carolyn, I'm going to let you kick it off. Yeah. Well, we have to ask, since you work at McDonald's, what's your go-to McDonald's order? Oh, that's good. You know, I am a very loyal Egg McMuffin girl um, for breakfast, Um, but I... Um, it's hard for me to say my one go-to order. So for breakfast, it's the egg McMuffin. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also a big McNugget fan. So nice Classic. McNuggets. And if I'm really going to splurge, I'm going to get a chocolate shake and of course the fries too. Of mm. course, a classic. Mm. <laughs> I love, I love a McFlurry. Personally. What are yours? I'm curious. I'm also like a, it's either a McChicken. I love me like a McChicken or just the the ten piece nuggets. Like it's a classic childhood nostalgic yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. I love nuggets. A McFlurry and I love 
Ugh, I love a fresh fry and dipping the fries in the McFlurry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good. Yeah, and also, go and get some right after this. <laughs> I hope we're making everyone hungry. I know. I right? heard a rumor that the reason why McDonald's has the best tasting soda is because you invest so much in your water filtration systems in your restaurants. Is that accurate? There, this is true. There are a few things, believe it or not. But yeah, we actually have partners from Coke that come and service our machines regularly. Um, but it's the filtration system. It's also the the wider um, the wider straw. Also, impact like the whole the whole experience. Um, it's it's all uh, it all you know adds up to you know the spiciest sprite, the best tasting. Yeah, the guy. best tasting sprite you can on the market. I would say I'm, I consider myself a connoisseur of sprite. I love sprite. So. <laughs> The spicy Great. spray always gets me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, in your opinion, which country has the best McDonald's menu? Ooh. You know, I I, I think what's interesting is the some of our European countries where you can actually get a beer with your food. So Ooh. that's kind of fun. Um, that's but so there, that's I don't know if I could pick one. I mean, you can get – it's always great when you're traveling because sometimes you just want that taste at home and you just want to, you know – those fries or a Big Mac, but it's always fun. I was in Portugal recently and um, got to try some really great burgers and chicken sandwiches that they had. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Some of the different things you can get corn in China, um, rice burgers in other parts of Asia. So there's some great stuff. Oh, I have to like, isn't it true that in Chicago though, in your headquarters, there's, you're able to order from all the different countries in the world though. Yes. So you guys will have to come. We have our global uh, menu restaurant and it's the only place in the U.S. And so we rotate every few months and we usually have about four or five items from other countries. Nice. Yeah. Me and Sonny are going to go be in Chicago soon. So yeah, we have to hit it it's up. coming up. So <laughs> all right, we'll let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Give you a tour and let you try all the things. Awesome. Okay, now we're going to give you some brackets of the Battle of McDonald's food items. So McChicken or McRib? I mean, you got to go with a McRib. It's so elusive. It's so saucy. (laughs) You know, I mean, you just got to try it. Everyone always asks for his back, so it makes sense. All right, a McMuffin or a McGriddle? I think you already answered this before. You're a McMuffin kind of girl. (laughs) I am. am. (laughs) Um, And then sweet and sour sauce versus tangy or tangy barbecue. Mm. You know, I'm going to give a shameless plug for the new sauces that we just announced yesterday. So we have our new Mambo sauce and we have our new sweet and spicy jam. And actually the sweet and spicy jam is the first sauce that we're pairing with breakfast items. So if you're feeling adventurous this weekend, you can um, go try either of the sauces and um, they're both very good. The Mambo sauce has a little kick to it, which I like. Ooh, that's exciting. Late breaking news. (laughs) That's what everyone comes to this podcast for, the latest news on McDonald's. Um, So, okay, now we're going to throw it back a little bit. Did you have a favorite Happy Meal toy growing up? This sparked a big conversation for Carolyn and I reflecting upon our favorite Happy Meal toys. I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours. No, you go first. You're the guest. Well, um, so I'm definitely partial to the McNugget Buddies, which I think are super fun. I don't know if you heard of these, but they're these little, they're like McNuggets that are, you know buddies and dressed up as different things. Um, so those were kind of a fan favorite, but um, I'm curious what yours were. I think I remember like 
there was like a partnership between like Tamagotchi back then. Oh yeah. That yeah. was like an exclusive, like mm-hmm. no one get their hands on it, but they were fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to go through every day, trying to get one. <laughs> yeah. I remember, yeah, that was a big, big selling point for me was the Happy Meal toys. Um, and I, I remember the Tamagotchis vividly. I remember the mini Barbies very well. Um, and I remember sometimes you'd, I'd get, I think they were doing like two different options and it was like a race car like hot wheels and mm-hmm. a barbie and sometimes i get a hot wheel and i'd be so disappointed because <laughs> i did not <laughs> want a hot wheel i was there for the barbies um, <laughs> but i also do very vividly remember um the beanie baby and oh, yes. meals craze um and that was my mom wouldn't let me keep them she would like store them elsewhere because you know <laughs> everyone like the beanie baby baby bubble was such a big thing um and one day I went downstairs when my mom was away and I asked my dad if he could help me get my toys off the tall shelf. And he unwittingly did. And I unwrapped all of them. <laughs> my mom was you so- could be a millionaire right I now. Could, right? That could have paid for my college. Like, <laughs> I, Sorry, Bob. You wanted oh, the instant joy, though. This I did. Like a, that instant gratification. This is our parallel between promotions and Happy Meal toys and just yep. waiting it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sure there are a lot of stories like that, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, now we're just going to go away a little bit from the McDonald's conversations, but is there a show you're binge watching right now? You know, I am uh, just a very busy woman right now with uh, with work and my three children who are keeping me very busy. So I don't get a ton of time, but I did just binge the new season of the Murdoch murders. Murdoch oh, murders. Yeah. Um, I'm big into like crime and those mm-hmm. things. Um, and I also downloaded love is blind season four, which I'm very excited to start watching or is it season five? Whatever. Season five. I just started five. watching it too. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on a business trip to Iowa this weekend. <laughs> And I am planning on downloading it. And yeah, that's going to be my entertainment. Oh, uh, all right. They're yeah, so I, dramatic. I, to watch. I love I know. it. It's, it's so wait. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite social platform? Uh, you know, I definitely am a traditional girl in the sense um, of, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I do love TikTok. Um, I get sucked in like before I go to bed at night and all of a sudden I'm like, I need to go to bed. Why have I just been sitting here for 40 minutes watching TikTok? <laughs> um, I don't really post on it. I just watch. So I'm just dating myself. <laughs> um, but it's funny, I my daughter who is a freshman, I have to snap her to communicate. So she really will respond better on Snapchat than just That's texting. So, so, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm learning and evolving uh, as I go. Meeting your audience where you are. That's yeah, exactly. yeah. that's uh, this lesson. <laughs> um and then lastly, are there any other brands that you're admiring right now? You know, I think there's lots of brands. I think um, Barbie and Mattel was just insane, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, Ugh. we did some case studies on them and um, they just, I mean, it's just crazy how successful that was and um, it's just so impressive. So, um, you know, and you're seeing memes about the Mattel team or the Barbie team should get, you know, a bonuses for how, like when they're they're getting credit within pop culture it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing so um that was a pretty awesome campaign yeah. you're kind of giving barbie right now <laughs> i am i yeah. am yeah <laughs> channeling. i'm channeling that <laughs> i have seen the movie five times now so. 
Have you really? Theaters. Yeah, I love oh it. Oh <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And I just it keep really good. people to it. Like anyone yeah. that I, anyone I find out hasn't yet seen it. I'm like, oh, is it because you need someone to go with? And then I take them. <laughs> so. You're like the biggest brand ambassador for them now. <laughs> I honestly am. They should, if they're giving out bonuses, like I'm here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're helping to promote remote them mm-hmm. that's so funny and now on the pod so yeah yeah <laughs> um well that's all the questions that we have for you molly thank you again so much for joining us i'm sure our listeners really appreciate the insights that you provided um and then are you um open to like people reaching out on linkedin to like connect sure, with you or anything absolutely. like that yeah, yeah of course yeah. cool awesome well that's all we have for you folks um We'll catch you on our next podcast. Um, And until then, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. This was Talking Points powered by the Plank Center. You can find the resource guide for this episode on plankcenter.ua.edu under free resources. And you can subscribe for more episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or for the video versions, follow us on YouTube at the Plank Center. You can also find Plank Center content on Instagram at Plank Center PR and on LinkedIn at the Plank Center. Talk to you soon.